Hi everyone, I'm JJ Hornblast and welcome to the Roadmap from Auto Finance News. Since 1996, the nation's leading newsletter on automotive lending and leasing. This is our weekly wrap on what's happening in auto finance for the week of July 20, 2020. Before beginning, I wanna thank Auto Finance News advertisers, Alpha, DeFi Solutions, FIS, and AutoRec for their continuing support. So thank you to them. And I am joined by Joey Pizzolatto, Deputy Editor of Auto Finance News, and uh, newly to the team, Amanda Harris, uh, Auto Finance News's Associate Editor. So welcome to both of you. It, it is Friday, July 24, 2020. This week saw not just more COVID cases and more quarantining, but a return to greater filings uh, for unemployment insurance. There were also disturbing protests in, in Portland and even more disturbing reactions to those protests from federal law enforcement uh, officers there. On the automotive front, Mannheim released a mid-month check on its used vehicle index for the first half of June, and it looks like the used car market is heading towards its second consecutive record month. Fortunately, we are back to baseball after coronavirus and labor uncertainties, and it was good to see my Yankees uh, starting off the abridged season with a win. Uh, we heard, uh, we saw this week uh, the publication of uh, our feature story, Joey, on uh, subprime lenders and what has happened uh, uh, within the subprime lending sector uh, since COVID hit. Um, has it been as bad as you would think for um, subprime lenders uh, during this time? A great question, and I think it's a complicated answer, but I think that if you're going to make a short answer, it would be not yet. Um, a lot of lend, uh, subprime lenders um, whose borrowers were probably the first affected, or one of the first affected by the um, nationwide shutdowns, um, received you know the deferment, deferments that a lot of lenders were offering, as well as government stimulus uh, packages, which have helped with payment rates um, in, that, in that credit segment. And the question I, I wonder about is, you know, where, what does the level of the market need, where does the market need to be at in, in order for it to, you know, this uh, segment within auto finance kind of remain at a, at a reasonable level? I mean, do you need to see car sales over, is it, is it 13, is it 14? I mean, is there a sense for where, where this kind of, you know, where the, the break line is, as it were? I, I think um, if, you, if you had to look at one metric, it would be the unemployment rate. Um, a lot of subprime prime lenders are, are pulling back. Um, they're, they're tightening their credit underwriting standards. They're um, slowing down their originations. For example, um, at the end of the first quarter, Consumer Portfolio Services said that they would um, slow down their originations to just keep up with the amortization of their uh, portfolio. And um, they released their second quarter earnings uh, yesterday or Wednesday, I believe, actually. 
And we saw that um, originations dropped to, um, I think, 136 million, uh, mm -hmm. down from about 250 year over year. Mm -hmm. uh, we, are, we are definitely seeing um, a pullback as a result of the high unemployment rate. And I think once those, once those numbers start to go down, then we'll start to see a little bit more, I don't want to say aggressiveness, but a little bit more action from subprimes in, in terms of originations, at least. So the, uh, among the, in, in, in originations right now, um, the, 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 the subsector of the market that seems to be um, having the most success are captives. Uh, I mean, would you agree with that? And, and kind of what are we seeing that would lead you to say that? So in, in terms of captives, we are seeing um, them take more market share. We're not quite clear on what originations look like. Um, Ford Credit and GM Financial, for example, have their earnings reports next week. Um, but captives have um, grown their market share largely due to the aggressive incentive programs, particularly those 0% APR, 72, 84 month loans um, that were pushed in, I wanna say May, um, that really, really um, helped boost the, the industry in terms of new vehicles sales. I mean, a lot of, you know, like a lot of things during this whole quarantine period, uh, you know, there's this, first of all, there's this question about, you know, what's going to remain, what habits will remain, what habits will uh, change back uh, to pre-COVID, uh, the pre-COVID period. Uh, I can't imagine I'm going to be having dinner with my family every night again after COVID ends, but, you know, you never know. Um, in this case, you know, an eight-point move in market share for it. You know, it, it, in auto, it, it is a is a big number. I, it, what What's your sense for how much of that might remain with um, captives, and how much of that will kind of revert back to the mean, as it were? Great question. Um, you know, I would say I would think a lot of it comes down to kind of brand loyalty. How, how are customers being treated during this you know, time of crisis? Um, what, how do they feel about the lender that they have their auto loan with? You know, if, they, if somebody took out um, a, a new loan on an F-150, let's say, and you know, had really great um, servicing, um, a really great experience, you know, they might continue to, do, to, to go with, with that uh, lender or manufacturer going forward. Um, but on the other side of that coin, you know, uh, these the market share was was driven uh, by those incentive programs, and and without that robust program, um, you know, consumers might might decide to go elsewhere. So it's really hard to put your finger on, as you mentioned, you know, what kind of trends we're seeing will continue um, right. after we kind of dig ourselves out of this hole, um, and what will kind of revert back to what we're used to in the industry. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's some. I think that there's some inherent brand value that gets created when you make an offer um, at a difficult economic time that is particularly advantageous. So, 
my feeling is is that some of this will remain uh, I, and you know just shifts in market share just don't really happen that frequently in auto so any shift has has kind of a, a you know a notable effect or or at least it it, it has the potential to be uh, notable over the long term so I you know I it's it's a this whole period uh, and I don't know, Amanda, if you agree with this, but the, the, this whole period uh, of quarantine has, has really been so remarkable that any, any deviations uh, from the norm, I, I think, deserve notice. The, speaking of specific lenders, uh, one lender that really has turned in uh, uh, counterintuitive or counter cyclical, cyclical performance has been Cap One. Um, Amanda, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, you know what their earnings performance uh, showed this week as it relates specifically to auto? Yeah, their um, their performance is pretty interesting. So auto really became kind of the shining star for the second quarter. Um, which has kind of been a trend that we've been seeing. It's, you know, while other retailers really struggled amid the pandemic, auto has kind of been one of those that maybe hasn't struggled quite as much or rebounded a little quicker um, than some other areas that we've been seeing. And a lot of that's due to, you know, used, used vehicles being available, um, the shift to digital, a lot of, you know, lenders and dealers have really upped their game as far as offering those, you know, at-home deliveries and touchless you know, opportunities to, to buy cars. Um, so I think that is kind of a bigger trend we're seeing. And then Capital One was kind of an example of that, um, where auto really um, and they really talked about, you know, that being kind of a driver for the overall um, bank doing pretty well. In second quarter when maybe they wouldn't have if they didn't have that kind of driving in. Um, and then part of what they mentioned was that, you know, digital was a big part of that. They're, you know, being able to offer those opportunities from home for people to shop when they couldn't get out to a dealership or couldn't go in person um, really helped that in the last couple of months. Did they say what, what share of those originations were coming through the digital channel? Did they talk about that? They didn't say specifically, but they did say um, that they saw quite a bit of an increase in, you know, digital, you know, people using the digital products and services, that that was kind of driving growth for direct consumer originations um, and the touchless car drive, you know, car buying experience yeah. um, during social distancing. Uh, so they are kind of seeing an uptick in that, and then that'll probably continue um, as we continue through the pandemic and cases keep going up. Yeah. Be a lasting trend. I mean, it seems like we can extrapolate uh, that, um, you know, this is pretty notable. It also, there was a mention of uh, that, you know, digital engagement uh, from AutoNation in their earnings this week. Um, so, you know, I think it, it would seem that uh, the bright star for, for the sector is on the direct lending side. I mean, is that is that a fair read of, of what's happening? Yeah, I think so. I think we're gonna kind of see that trend play out and we'll have to see how it kind of settles, um, you know, as we come out of the pandemic and, 
And if cases start going down um, and more people can go in, in person and start shopping again, we may or may not see, see that kind of dip a little bit more. Um, but I definitely think it's a trend that's going to you know, continue. Um, and I think digital will be continue to grow and something that both dealers and lenders will have to kind of jump on board um, with providing and, and kind of beefing up, um, especially you know, the financing side and being able to do that 100% online, whereas traditionally that really hasn't been done. Um, up to up to level that we're trying kind of seeing things being pushed but we're still they still announced pretty significant a pretty significant increase in their loan loss uh, reserves so um the the you know significantly higher originations you know may be uh negated on the credit on the credit uh performance side i mean is that uh, this is sort of to both of you. I mean, do you, should, you know, to what degree are those loan loss reserves at cap one? Are they, is that uh, uh, standard for the market now or, or should we, you know, are, or are they greater than what would be expected? I mean, what have we seen um, in terms of loan loss reserves overall? I can jump in. Um, well, you know, we are seeing, Additional provisions for credit losses um, quarter over quarter or after quarter, excuse me. Um, and I think we'll probably continue to see that through the rest of the year at the very least. Um, just to, you know, hedge your bet um, in terms of still, we've been talking about this, I feel like, for months. Um, we still don't know how high credit losses are going to mount. Um, you know, when stimulus packages dry up, um, deferrals are coming, coming um, out or they're ending, excuse me, again. Um, and so we, we really, I think, I think especially the lenders um, in the space are, are just making sure that they have enough capital uh, to account for you know, a rise in, in credit losses, delinquencies, and charge-offs. Yeah, I think one other thing that we should, uh, we should watch is, is whether the direct loan originations especially originated now, um, whether their performance is going to be uh, weaker, the same, or it may be better than uh, indirect uh, originations. If you've got a greater percentage of direct and, and it's coming at a very uh, odd time, as we've said, um, it, how those, those loans will perform will be something that we'll have to watch over the next uh, couple of years. Uh, but before that, what's on on the on on uh, on the plate for next week? What coverage can we expect on AutoFinanceNews.net? You want to start, Joey? Sure. Well, like like I mentioned, um, we have Ford Credit and GM Financial Earnings, as well as Harley Davidson. Um, very interesting. Interested to see how both GM Financial and Ford Credit play out, as we talked about earlier. You know how how these um, incentive programs, how they um, propped up originations, um, and then also kind of to get a glimpse of, of their credit performance over the last three months, I think will be, will be a good barometer for what to expect um, in this quarter, kind of moving forward. Good, okay. Um, and as a reminder to everyone, the Auto Finance Summit will be October 20 to 22. And you could check out details at autofinancesummit.com. And of course, you could always subscribe to Autofinance News at autofinancenews.net. Don't forget to rate uh, the roadmap wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
and to follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. I want to thank uh, Joey and Amanda for her uh, maiden appearance. And uh, thank all of you for joining us on the roadmap. We'll see you online at autofinancenews.net and next time. Thanks so much, everyone. Thanks.